Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the conversation. If this happens to be your first time stepping in and listening to The Aligned Self, welcome to the family. You see, I consider you as part of my family, part of my extended family, part of my my tribe, a kindred spirit, because we're in a common conversation. How do we raise our consciousness? How do we raise our awareness so that we can be completely present for our lives, completely engaged and aware, bringing the unconscious into conscious choice? I believe that's our journey as a human being to evolve to a point where we're living consciously and choosing consciously, creating consciously. With that said, you're invited to join our Facebook group if you haven't already done so. You can find us at the Aligned Self Podcast Listeners Facebook group. And there when the questions are asked, how did you hear about the Facebook group? The answer is on the podcast. There you can engage with other listeners of the podcast. You can engage with me, ask me questions, elaborate on any of the podcast episodes that I've done, suggest new topics if you'd like to hear them. Just consider it a way to connect over and above the podcast. Now, some of you are content just to sit back and listen, put my voice in your ear. Some of you long for an enhanced level of interaction. And those of you that really want to engage in my teachings to a deeper level, you're invited to join my program, my community program, The Vault where you'll have access to a number of courses and trainings. At the time of this recording, our community is still fairly new. There's a couple courses in there, and there'll be more and more added all the time. So if you want to learn more, go to yesdaniel.com, and you can follow the links to either the Facebook group or the vault. In this episode, I want to answer a question that was asked by one of the students in the Intuition program, and also has been asked by a number of people along the way. Whenever I say, you create your reality, you call in every experience of your life, you create it based on your focus and on your attention, the question inevitably comes around, yeah, but what about the babies? What about the innocents? What about the children and the other people that are seemingly at the effect of other people's actions, other people's decisions? Now, the answer to this is a bit more esoteric. It's a bit more layered and depth. If you look at it just from the perspective of a human being, a physical being, a physical entity on the planet, it seems ludicrous to think that a child or a baby, an innocent person could ever or would ever choose to have a horrendous experience befall them on on their life path. But to really make sense of this, even in the context that you create your reality, is the idea that everything is energy. We are energy. We are consciousness. We are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience. So from the spiritual perspective, we make choices before we even incarnate in order to live them through, experience them as a human being, as a physical entity on the planet. Now, some of these don't make any sense from a human perspective, but from the spiritual perspective, living lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, it makes a lot of sense. 
because as God got us all that is from a soul perspective is evolving, we want to have a lot of different experiences so that we expand consciousness, we expand the idea of what it means. So, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. So, as a spiritual being, right now, you have one foot in the ether, one foot in all that is, your higher being, your over-self, your higher self, and you have one foot in physical reality. And this metaphorical one foot in the ether, in all that is, means that you're connected to every other soul. There is no division between your experience and another's experience. You have access to everything. You might ask, how do I know all this? Well, one, I'm psychic. Another, I've been meditating for 40 years. So I've had a lot of time looking at the back of my eyelids and actually traveling into other realms. I've also had several experiences where I've relived past lives. One such past life experience, or reliving, was very interesting. I was with Shelley Kerr, and I'll give her link in the show notes. But Shelley, Shelley was leading me through a past life regression, and I had a, a very interesting experience. It was different than any I've had in the past. So here's that experience. I knew that the year was 1966, and I was driving through the Alps in a Lamborghini Miura. Now, I had no idea what the car was in this life, but in that past life, I knew exactly what I was driving. And I entered a tunnel going through a mountain, and there was some condensation, some water dripping from the ceiling, and I spun out inside this tunnel and smacked right into the wall, dead. Now, what's interesting in this past life is that I was 28 years old in 1966, but in this life, I was born in 1960. So I was actually living two separate lives. I had a, a splintered soul, I guess. And that's when I realized that we live simultaneous lives with other lives, other aspects, other personalities. So not only are there other probable realities that you're taking part in, but you also have access to every other person's probable reality. Or you could call it a parallel life, parallel timelines. You see, it is only in the human experience where we experience time in a linear fashion. Time is literally happening simultaneously. There literally is no past, no future. Any experience, any aspect of consciousness can be experienced right now. But before I go too deep into the woods here, I want to go back to Susan's question. You know, what about the innocents? What about the babies? What about, you know, people that die early in life? Now, I had another life where I had the, I, I entered into this life and I'm running through the woods in Alabama and it's dark except for a full moon and I'm scared. I'm scared shitless. And in an instant, I knew my life story. My name was William. I was born into slavery. I was a black man. I was somewhat in my teens, and I had just been released. The Union soldiers had overrun the plantation where I was and basically set us free. And I just started running. I had nowhere to go. I didn't know what was what. I had no relations, no people. We all sort of went our separate ways. I had no idea where I was going or where I was going to end up or what I was doing. I was just running on pure adrenaline. And the only three needs I had at that moment was to find safety, 
to get something to drink and to get something to eat. But I just kept running because, frankly, I was scared. And I ran up to the edge of a farm. I could see the farmhouse. I could see the lantern on the back porch. And as I crept closer, I could smell something marvelous in the air. It was intoxicating. It was an apple pie. It was just set out. Two apple pies were just set out on the windowsill of the kitchen, right on the edge of the porch. I wanted that pie. I snuck up, and I was driven by nothing more than to get something in my belly. And I can remember reaching up and grabbing that pie plate, and it was so hot, I dropped it, which caused a commotion, and before I knew it, the farmer and his three sons were all around me, calling me a thief. And not to go too graphic, but they beat me. They beat me senseless. And without hardly any fanfare, they took a rope and tied it around my wrist, dragged me over to the middle of the barnyard, and then hitched that rope to a horse, gave it one slap, and the horse took off. And I can remember feeling my body being dragged across the gravel, and it was in an instant I was out of my body, and I was sitting up on top of the barn with a guide. And my guide informed me that I didn't have to live through the death. The years of slavery and the vulnerability of that beating, that final beating, was what I came into this life, that that life, to experience. You see, in a previous life, in the 1700s, in England, I was a slave master. I was brutal. I was callous and merciless. And so, in this life, I incarnated in order to experience the flip side uh, and to be on the receiving end of the treatment that I had handed out in a previous life. So, I guess you could say from a, a soul perspective, I was rounding out my education, rounding out my perspective. In this life, as a medium, I sometimes encounter spirits, sometimes young spirits, spirits that passed in an early age. And they have told me that they came here just for that brief experience, either to interact with a particular person, to set things in motion. You see, it's not only, it's not always for that person's life. It's the, it's the cause or the effect that they can create by being on the planet. You see, this adventure of being human is an adventure. It is a privilege to be in a body. To have this experience where you forget your connection to God, God is all that is, and you actually have to rediscover that connection. To experience ourselves as imperfect, to come full circle to the awareness that we are God, God is all that is. We are perfection, imperfectly perfect in this experience. Before we come into these lives, before we incarnate, into these uh, physical forms, we decide ahead of time the types of experiences that we want to have, the types of themes of dynamics. Now, there is no specific plan, meaning there is no destiny that we need to fulfill. There's a generalized, uh, I guess, lesson plan, a way of describing it. And uh, you can arrive at this lesson, arrive at the, the realization any number of different roads, any number of different paths. 
and we can choose to learn our lessons through struggle and strife or through grace and ease. We always get to choose. But we do come into these lives predisposed, I guess, leaning in a particular way. But it doesn't mean that that has to be the way we continue to go. Now, we also choose the families that we're born into. Sometimes, for some of us, many of us, it's an extraordinary experience to have the parents we had. And then, on the other hand, it's a childhood filled with trauma, abuse. And, yes, we chose that on some level. Not consciously, at least not from a human point of consciousness, from a spiritual point of consciousness. We came here for a particular experience. And the lesson that we glean from that is up to you. And if you walk away with the the lesson, the realization that you entered this life with, then you can go on to bigger pursuits or other things. But if you get trapped into that trauma and the suffering that things should have, could have been some other way than the way they were, then that's a different experience for you to have. And I've provided insight in past episodes when you've gone through a traumatic period, a traumatic past, a traumatic upbringing, you know, emotional abuse. You can point to that and say, because of that, that is why I am the way I am. That is why I can't love, why I don't accept myself. Or you can say, because of that experience, I have a deeper sense of compassion. I learned to stand on my own two feet. I learned to validate myself and not rely on the validation of outside people, outside validation. Why would you want, why would you need that internal sense of validation? Because you're here for bigger things. You're here to do things where the valid, you're not going to get the validation from the masses. You may, you may have to be a voice to stand up and, you know, speak your truth to buck the grain, do something different against the, the crowds or the masses. You need that internal sense of validation. And the only way you could have got it is by not getting it when you were younger and realizing that you needed to provide that for yourself. To realize that you are lovable, regardless if no one told you. And if you have to take a path of healing in order to make that or arrive at that realization then it is time well spent. It is a realization that you could not have gotten basically no other way than the way you did it. So again, these events looked at from the point of view of 3D consciousness, human consciousness, it's ludicrous. Why would anyone choose that? But from a spiritual perspective, from a spiritual dynamic We have entered into certain circumstances, certain dynamics, family dynamics, certain experiences growing up or in early adulthood or even in adulthood. We have attracted these experiences not only from our human consciousness, but we're also playing into our spiritual path that we've set for ourselves. Like somebody else didn't imply it for us. We chose it on a different level of consciousness. And this is why we can make the statement that everything is working for you. Everything is working out in your behalf. And because it is, there are no accidents. You didn't just happen on the planet. You came here for a purpose, and it's a purpose to live and create and be the 
finest or the best expression that you can be, the expression that you choose for yourself. Because you are the creator, you are the magician, you are the magi. You have incarnated in order to thrive. And whether you thrive or not, at this point, is absolutely your choice. And that is why you're listening to this podcast. It's the only reason you're listening to this episode, to have this perspective. So you can take your power back, to claim your power if you haven't been or to reinforce or affirm the fact that you are powerful, that you are the creator, you have choice, and that everything is working out for you. Everything has been working out for you. And as long as you keep riding the Ferris wheel without saying, I want to get off, I want to ride something else, they'll keep you on the Ferris wheel. But you always have the power. You have the choice in the matter. In this lifetime for myself, it has been through the greatest periods of pain that I've developed the greatest depth of compassion. In 60 years on the planet, I've made plenty of mistakes, taken a number of detours. Sometimes I did not choose the easy path when I could have chosen the easy path. But as a consequence, there's virtually nothing that I have not been through as a human being which by consequence gives me a depth of compassion and empathy to be there for others, to be there for my clients, to have a perspective to where I actually know to some degree what you're going through. I've experienced the pain. I've experienced the defeat, the failure, the success, the triumph, the addictions, the breakups, the the disappointments. And every time I've gotten knocked down, I've gotten back up. I've not had an easy path. But from my perspective, I have been blessed because I understood that the universe is always working out for me. There are no mistakes. And I started fast-tracking when I began learning the lessons from other people by watching other people and learning from their mistakes. And then I made the decision that I no longer had to live out my karma. I made the choice to rise above karma. You see, karma is just a belief. It's, you know, what goes around comes around. Maybe. As long as you believe it does, it will. And by giving up karma, I'm not saying that I have nothing else to learn. But I have, I feel I have moved beyond the transgressions that I've created in earlier incarnations in this life and in past lives, moved past it energetically. And I don't say that flippantly. I've done the work. I've done the deep work. And it's not to say that I don't have lessons ahead, but they're lessons that I'm choosing from this point forward. It is operating from a different perspective of consciousness. Karmic debt or playing out karma is a belief. It is not a spiritual truth, unless you want it to be, unless you've been taught that it is. You see, karma, by and large, was the explanation for the caste system in India, in ancient India, why certain people were born into a station in life. And to some degree, it may have been true. But today, We've actually evolved human consciousness to the point where many of you younger folks, 
that are listening, younger than me, are being born into a higher level of consciousness. You just have access to it. You have access to perspectives, ideas that others in your past, your spiritual ancestors, had to really work just to have a gleaming, an insight. Today, we stand on the shoulders of giants, people that have gone through and and struggled in the past to where we don't have to struggle. Now, I understand that, you know, what I've said may bring up some questions, and you're more than welcome to ask me anything about this, explain anything that I've said further. But before I leave off, I just want to go back and address Susan's question. And at the heart of her question around death and young children dying uh, needlessly, seemingly needlessly, is the idea or the human perspective that death is the end. You do not die. Your consciousness does not die. When we die, there is an expansion of consciousness emerging back. We still hold our point of personality, our point of consciousness, but it's just a, it's such a small aspect of the bigger you. And I referenced that in just a couple podcasts back. If you got who you really are at your core, you're a spiritual being. You're a spiritual giant. You are connected to God, goddess all that is. You have a red phone, a hotline right to the head office, but we seldom use it. You see, you were born into this life, into this experience, to rise above the circumstances of the human experience, to attain, to seek the spiritual lesson encoded in every experience, every interaction you've ever had and will have as long as you're alive. You are here to remember who you are while still engaged in this play of consciousness that you call your life. You are here to be love incarnate, to be an expression of love in the world, not only for yourself, but for those around you. But again, you owe nothing to the people around you. You only owe your life to yourself. You know, I wish I could just wave a magic wand and give you the perspective I've gleaned from leaving my body, of having that experience of my spiritual birthday that uh, was back just before September. I'll, I'll put the link to the show, that particular episode, if you haven't yet listened to it. But I had an experience where I left my body and I merged with the infinite. It's almost the same experience that people have when they have the near-death experience, only to come back in their body and have to live your life as a mortal. There, there is a perspective that, uh, in, the, the, in Hinduism, they say it, it's maya, the grand illusion, that our lives are a play of consciousness. And there is profound knowing this for me. And, and sometimes I have to, like, slap myself because I, uh, I, I uh, how can I say it? I almost become a little despondent, uh, detached from physical life because it doesn't feel real. You see, at any given moment, there's multiple levels of reality, multiple perspectives that can be taken at any given moment, multiple agendas, multiple timelines being played out. 
If you're familiar with 3D chess, it's very similar to that concept where you not only play, um, you know, a lateral board, but up and down and sideways. So in one way or another, every action, every intention, every thought, which is an action in and of itself, impacts everything else, everything. There is no vacuum. There is no daytight compartments where you can like misbehave in this little area of life and it doesn't impact everything else. This is why congruence and alignment are so important because when you're out of alignment in one little area of your life, it has ramifications in every other area, not only for your life, but for the other people that are in your circle, inside your sphere of influence or your sphere of energetic influence. This is why oftentimes when I work with a client and they're working through a particular issue, I look at my life. Where is that issue going on in some way, some form for me? And then I work on it for me so I can be a clearing for my client. By contrast, if you experience some issue in somebody else, like you can see it, you see the behavior and you don't like it, well, that behavior in some way, some form is w inside you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have an issue with it. If you had come to a point in your life where you handled it, you dealt with it, you know, then it would be no big deal. You would just look at them, you know, misbehaving over there and say, oh, I remember when I did that. But if you're activated by it, if you're activated by a tone of voice, if you're activated by a behavior, that's because it's still inside you and you haven't dealt with it. And seeing it in them is irritating because you know on a deep level that you haven't addressed that for you. Because the world you experience is a mirror of your mind. The world is a mirror of your mind. It's a mirror of your consciousness. It's a mirror of your focus. And that brings us back full circle to how we create reality, how we choose the experiences that we go through. Like that previous life where I was beat to death and circumstances in this life that I've drawn to me, less than desirable circumstances. I recognize that I drew those to me. It was from my thinking, it was from my focus, from my attitude about myself and about life in general. You see, if we're going to experience this life with any sense of mastery whatsoever, we need to do so from the context or from the idea that we are 100% responsible for our life, 100% response-abled, and that we create every experience of our life. Because if we accept victimhood in any area of our life, then we're saying that, you know, we control it over here, but not over there. And then people wonder, why, why can't I manifest the things I want? It's because they're playing victim over in that corner. And you can't play victim over there because, like I said, how you think in one area affects every area of your life. So the beginning is to take 100% responsibility for your life. And that brings us back to Susan's question, her original question. You know, how do these babies, how do these innocents, um, are they the victims? I say no, based on my experience, based on the perspectives that I've gleaned through meditation and through psychic insight and the teachers that I've been involved with. No, we are 100% responsible. We are the captains of our ship, the masters of our domain. 
And I have to admit, sometimes that is a tough pill to swallow. And I could venture this statement as truth, although it's not necessarily true across the board, but by and large, you experience the problems you experience because you haven't accepted responsibility in that area. And in some cases, we avoid responsibility like the plague. For those times when we're required to be responsible, where being responsible would make a difference and we're avoiding it, then we get delayed. We, I get so tired. I'm just so tired. I can't, I can't keep my eyes open. I feel fatigued. I can't concentrate. I'm fo- like, I don't know what to do. Like we get confused because that's a coping mechanism to avoid being responsible. At the center of your being, at the center of your heart, you know what you need. You know what to do. You know what has to be done. And that is why I end every episode with follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. But in order to do that, it does take a certain amount of responsibility. Okay, um, I have a little point of conscious awareness here when I realize it's almost 30 minutes and I've been channeling, for the most part, just a stream of consciousness. So I I don't know exactly what I've said (laughs) at this point. So I'm going to go back. I'll probably have to edit a few things, but I'm just going to leave it the way it is because there's probably something in there for almost everybody. And again, if you have any questions that have come up for you because of what I've, you know, this discourse, then by all means, reach out. Join the Facebook group if you haven't done so. You can email me at daniel at com, And I'm trusting that it's a good thing that I'm putting my email on this. Because frankly, if you listen this long, you deserve to have access to a deeper question. So until next time, this is Daniel Danovi urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, and by all means, live the epic adventure, the adventure of the spirit. <laughs>